Live from the J.C. Newman Cigar Studio in Boston, Massachusetts, welcome to the Smokin' Tobacco Show with your hosts, Matt Tobacco and Smokin' Nicole. And good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Smokin' Tobacco Show. My name is Matt Tobacco from SmokinTobacco.com, and I am joined once again by my beautiful wife, Smokin' Nicole, and I... Uh, we have another great show for you guys here tonight, uh, which we'll get into in a second. We uh, we have Manolo from Casa 1910 Cigars on with us. Uh, we'll bring him on in just a second. But, Nicole, how are you? Doing good. You're looking a little bundled up over there. I'm, I'm extra tired this week. Um, I've just been working a lot of late nights, and I don't know. I was feeling kind of lazy today. I decided to pull out the smoke and tobacco swag for a change. I haven't mm. worn it in a while. Not that it's like a fashion faux pas or anything, but <laughs> usually I dress a little nicer than this. We got the beanie on too. I mean, it's not that cold. I mean, hold on. It's rainy today. It's a little bit warmer. It's 65. We're here in New England. All the leaves are falling. We mm. can get away with it. We have the garage door open. So that's true. It's a little chilly, a little nippy. So what are you, um, what are you smoking tonight? Well, we're going to smoke Casa 1910 tonight. But which one? <laughs> um, the uh, I just had it. Oh shit! Hold on. This is the shit. Wow. No, that was the one you had. I just had it too, and I forgot that. Oh here. I'm it is. smoking the robusto. Um. Oh, the, the lucero. The lucero. You're smoking the lucero. I'm smoking the lucero. And this is the. I'm probably gonna butcher it, but the chuchillo parado. Did I say that right? I think so. Okay. I think so. Manolo is going to probably have to... <laughs> have to correct me. Yeah, on, <laughs> on the pronunciation. I mean, we're you know we're not the best with pronunciation over here, so uh, but we, we do our best. Uh, Spanish is not our first language, and it's, you know, we, we're in a community that uh, there's a lot of Spanish-speaking, you know, people yeah. that we interact with. So a lot of times we, you know, you get cigars or you, you get names and stuff, and... I always get I always get this like anxiety too. Just like you see something, you see someone, especially when it's someone's name, right? A cigar name, it's like if you fuck that up, you fuck that up. But like if someone's name, like, I don't want to insult them. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like you, you're like, ah, I feel I, I know same. I'm gonna get this wrong, and I like I feel so bad, but I just don't know. And then it's always like you you do your best, and then they correct you, and you're like, you just feel like shit after, and you're like, sorry. <laughs> um. <laughs> I I feel the same exact way. It's fine. Um, but how was your week? It was good, you know. It was busy. It was busy. Yeah. I had a lot of lot of stuff going on, a lot of work to do. Um, I mean, you don't want to tell people about what happened on Tuesday night. What happened on Ma Tuesday night? Matthew had a week. What <laughs> happened on Tuesday least, night? The, the brisket incident. Oh well. So <laughs> I haven't. So we're at Costco, and if you follow us on social media, you know that we're big Costco people. Um, love Costco. Although we have Costco and BJ's membership, so we have like the, the um, we're the, buying club people. The dynamic duo warehouse club. Uh, warehouse club memberships. We don't really have Sam's Club around here, so and I, if we did, I don't think we would need it. But we have BJ's and we have Costco. So uh, it depends on what we need, though, because they both have, they both have whatever the other one doesn't, more or less, right? Um, we prefer to buy the meats at Costco usually. Um, just because they usually have a nicer selection and it's a slightly better deal. And then, like, more of the dried stuff and packaged stuff we buy at BJ's. Um, but we were at Costco and we were, you know, loading up on meat for the next couple of weeks because we buy it in bulk. So that's how we do it. And Nicole was like, hey, you know, I have never I've never cooked a brisket. Let's cook a brisket. They're cheap. Um, and, you know, it'll be something to do. And I was like, all right, cool. 
And so we grabbed uh, a bunch of different things and a brisket, and then we marinated it for like three days. And and I made a great marinade, so I'm the one who marinated it. I felt bad, too. We don't have a smoker, so we were like, okay, we'll do it low and slow in the oven, and we'll try that that route. Um, but my marinade was like a cup of bourbon, did like some nice four roses, cup of brown sugar, some mustard, Worcestershire, like the whole, the whole thing. Um, you know, we didn't just put some bottled crap on it. Um, and so I did marinate it, but I ended up having to work late. And so yes. Matthew attempted cooking it. And what happened? I Matthew? followed the recipe. <laughs> I followed, I did exactly what it said to do. I put it in the oven for the right temperature. I cooked it to the temperature it said to cook it at. And then it was, you know, to unfoil it and all that. And, um, we, we have some friends down uh, with Dan Thompson's with us tonight from Texas. So, I mean, he'll have, they know, they know brisket and barbecue down there. So we're embarrassed. <laughs> It's kind of embarrassing to tell the story to some true barbecue people. Um, but no, and you know, it just, I, it just, it wasn't, it, I took it out halfway through and it, that thing was tougher than tire. And, and I was like, how long it's did you not have tendering. it in for? Like four hours, right? In total, yeah. where I threw in the towel, yeah. like four and a half, five <laughs> hours. And that thing was tougher than like, you know, the tires on my truck. I'm like, what happened? And then he dropped it and like splattered it all over the kitchen. Well, and I, I was think picking it up and it's, it <laughs> went back in, it back into the pan with all the drippings that were below. And so it ended up going in the trash, which sounds horrible, but I guess it was so inedible. And Matthew ordered a calzone. So if anyone has tips on how to at home barbecue without a smoker and make well, a brisket. Well, to be fair, your, your dad was <laughs> with me too. And your dad's somewhat of a, of a cooking yeah. um, aficionado as well. I don't know what the right term is, but I think people know what I'm, what I'm cooking. And I even had him, I'm like, John, can you tell me, like, what's going on? And he looked at it, and he's like, yeah, man, I don't know. It's f I think you fucked up. And I'm like, <laughs> but I don't understand what I did. And he, and he tasted it, and he's like, yeah, that's not right. I'm like, I, 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 just, I don't know what happened. He's like, well, I mean, there's some things you could do with it. And I'm like, I'm too hungry at this point. I'm just going to throw in the towel. I'm just going to order it. It was pizza. a lot more, like, angry than that. but It wasn't that bad. I, hmm. I was just very disappointed. <laughs> I was, you know, you got to understand, too, like, I waited all day to eat that dinner. I skipped lunch for that. I'm like, oh, I got this huge brisket. Cole's working late. I'm going to have to tackle this thing by myself. And so I was hangry, too. And I w and then you get to that point when you're like, I just wasted five hours trying to put this together. And I still i am not any closer to eating a meal. So I was like, I got to wait at least yeah. another hour to get pizza. So we messed up a whole Costco brisket. So we need some help. Thanks, Dan. So brisket in Texas is awesome. I defer to Brian McGee. That's right, Brian McGee. We're too. gonna have to. That's right, Brian <laughs> call McGee. That's a good call. Cavalry to help us out here. So when Carney I, hears about it, I mean, even Carney, I don't, I don't know how much barbecue-based stuff he does, but <laughs> even Carney's gonna be like, dude, that's fucking embarrassing. What are you yeah, doing? Yeah, we we messed up. We need help. <laughs> help SOS for our brisket. Anyway, <laughs> we should probably welcome on our guests now. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, as promised, we have with us tonight from Casa 1910, our friend Manolo joins us from, I believe he's in Mexico City. Manolo, how are you? Hey, hello. Welcome to the Smoke nice Tobacco to Show. Boys. Nice to see you. Now, you're, you're in Mexico City, correct? Is that what you said you were? Right. Yeah. In Mexico City. Uh, what's the weather like down there? Uh, right now, it's very hot, but in the morning, it's very cold, and maybe in a few minutes, maybe can raining. It's mm. very crazy weather here in <laughs> Mexico City. So it's not too far off of what we have right now. It's a, it's it's probably definitely warmer where you are, but uh, it's it's raining here. Or it's at least it was raining. I don't know. It might it's have stopped. It's colder. It's just kind of shitty all around. It's like a mix of everything. It was cloudy. It was rainy. It was cold. A little windy today. 
Uh, not Old enjoyable. enough to break out the hat. Yeah. It's beanie. I, 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 I'd wait a little more, but I run hot. So. I, it was like, what are you talking about? It was like 40s the other night. <laughs> the other night, not now. Yeah, but still. We're in that season. If you turn that heater on, I'm going to really lose it because I'm just I'm sweating. <laughs> Our kitchen runs hot, too. So uh, we usually we usually have dinner upstairs and then we, we come down to the show. So I'm usually very hot by the time I get on here. Um, but no, we're, we're, we're smoking Casa 1910 tonight. Uh, Casa 1910 might be a newer brand or a brand you're not familiar with. And we'll, we'll talk about that with Manolo. Um, we already started our cigars. Um, but I will mention our cutters and lighters are provided by Cigar Blondie Accessories. The beautiful Ooh. Cigar Blondie set. Nicole's got the white set. I got the chrome set. These are awesome. The signature blade flame from Cigar Blondie Accessories. Go and check them out at CigarBlondie.com. Um, so Manolo, welcome to the show. Uh, we're going to talk, um, Casa 1910 tonight. I know that, um, uh, Jamie and Serge are supposed to be with you, but there was some other things that changed at the last minute. So now you're, you're going to do this solo. Uh, but that's fine. You get to, you get to soak in all the limelight to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> all the attention's on you. Yeah. Um, sorry, sorry for, uh, for the part for Serge and Jamie. Um, it's, uh, shit happens, you know, <laughs> here in Mexico City and, and the new brand and the new business is very complicated situation. But we are here with, with Casa 1910 and you guys. Thank you for inviting us. And we are here. Yeah, absolutely. So we first met you guys last year at the 2021 PCA trade show. Uh, we had planned on coming to see you guys again this year. Uh, I know you guys had some new stuff that you were showing this year that you didn't have last year. We did not get to the boost this year. As many people know, our entire trade show schedule kind of got fucked up and Nicole got sick. And uh, we kind of lost the second half of the show uh, because of that. Um, so we, we didn't get to check we didn't get to check in with you with the show. But last year, I, I believe that was your first year. You guys made your debut with the show last year in 21, um, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, uh, PCA 2021, it's our first trade show in, in the U.S. Yeah, and you guys were showing, I believe it was just this cigar, which I can't remember which one this is. The Robusto, it's a Cuchillo Parado. Yes. Yeah. I remember you guys had that last year, and now this year you brought a whole bunch of other cigars with you too. Um, we didn't really get to catch up with you, so you're going to have to do this right on the show. We'll, we'll walk through the, the collection of what you have. But the biggest thing is you guys are a Mexican brand. You guys are a Mexican luxury brand, um, and you guys use a lot more Mexican tobaccos than I would say most other cigar makers use, right? Uh, so just tell us, uh, as an introductory to the brand for those who might know, uh, what makes the Casa 1910 cigars different than what most people are seeing on shelves right now? Okay, well, <clears throat> um, first of all, uh, Casa 1910. 1910 is the year of the Mexican Revolution began. And the cigar of Cuchillo Parado, the Robusto, is the name for the first bottle for the Mexican Revolution. And actually, it's our first bottle in the tobacco business, you know. It's, uh, it's our first release, the, the Robusto. It's 100% made with, with Mexican tobacco. And, well, what's the difference uh, about Casa 1910? We are very young people, very passionate people uh, about the, for, for my side, uh, about the tobaccos, about the, the, the experience, 
about the flavors, the aromas, the flavor profile, the, the organolectic profile. Uh, I'm a, uh, a very geek person about the tobaccos, about the cigars, uh, because I love make a lot of experiments. I love make a lot of tastings with new cigars, uh, vintage cigars, uh, every country, um, and every, every blends. I, I love this, uh, this product with, with the tobacco leaves uh, about the cigars, okay? And we, we have an entire team with uh, very young people, very passionate people about the brand, about the, the fields, about the leaves, about the cigars, about the, the colors, about everything uh, Casa 1910 meaning. Um, we need to make a good experience for every cigarette aficionado, for every people. Uh, we have uh, our first time with, with, with the cigar and the rookies and the professional smokers. We need to make good experience for, for all people. Um, this, is, this is our passion. This is our, our way of, of, of living or work. Uh, we need to make good stuff, uh, good cigars. Uh, when when I make new cigars, I need to make better cigars for for the last. You know, uh, we need to make all with perfection. You know, <laughs> absolutely. You, you're trying to put the best thing out there that you can. Uh, one of the things I read about one of the, the things that you guys are doing with your cigars and your tobacco, you age your tobacco for a minimum five years. Uh, now I couldn't, I couldn't remember. Is that a tobacco or is that on the cigar post roll? Where, where is that five year aging? D depends of the cigar. Uh, about the revolutionary edition uh, is with this cigar, the Tierra Blanca, or the the Cuchillo Parado, the Robusto. Yep. I make this cigar with. Uh, Negro San Andres, uh, the Cuchillo Parado, it's a, a filler and binder. Negro San Andres with five years aged before we roll it. Okay. After we roll it, I rest the cigar for six to eight months uh, minimum <clears throat> for the, the perfect uh, balance and the perfect smoke. And the Tierra Blanca, I made this cigar with five different types of Negro San Andres, <clears throat> the Ligero and the Seco. Uh, we grow in the, the tobacco in the dry season. You know, it's very different about the, the season with the, with the rainings. It's a lot of different, okay? And every leaf is with five years aged, and the grapper, it's a Negro San Andres with two fermentations for the perfect color, for the perfect flavor. <clears throat> and we rest, we aging the leaf with five years uh, uh, before we roll. So basically, I mean, you, the Casa 1910 cigars are Mexican Puros, which is not something that we traditionally <clears throat> see a lot of. For for the Revolutionary Edition with Tierra Blanca, Cuchillo Parado, it's 100% made in Mexican tobacco, made in Mexico, in San Andres Valley, Veracruz. It's yeah. a Mexican Puro. But the Cabaret Edition 
It's De Lucero, actually. Yep. De Gilguero, it's a Gordo. And De As de, de Oro, it's a Toro, 6x54. It's a blend made in Nicaragua with Mexican tobacco, Nicaraguan tobacco, and <clears throat> Ecuadorian tobacco for two cigars, De Lucero and De As de Oro. Gilguero is just Mexican tobacco and Nicaraguan tobacco made in Esteli, Nicaragua. Ah, uh, interesting. Yeah, because you know, I remember when the first cigars came out. That was the conversation we had at the you know the first trade show, um, and I just remember my takeaway from that I was like, wow. I mean, these guys are trying to really come out with this you know real premium Mexican puro, uh, which is something that you know a lot you don't see a lot of, right? Um, but you guys had a, kind of a different spin on it. You had your story. Um, I remember trying those cigars for the first time. They were great. I'd had those before. Um, and it, it was different and I, I liked that you guys had that, um, that, that different approach to the, to the cigar, um, business that you were, you were working with and that you guys have, you know, since expanded and you're working with other tobaccos now too. Um, but what would you say the biggest challenge was, um, if, if any, uh, with that first cigar using all the Mexican tobaccos and, and growing them in the, in the dry season and all that compared to, you know, other cigars that are on the market today? Well, <clears throat> um, I, I told you my experience with, with the Cuchillo Parado, for example. Uh, when, when I go to, to the San Andres Valley, I, I'm looking for the tobacco leaves, the fields, the correct uh, cigar rollers, and it's very hard. It's very hard to make a good cigar. It's very hard to find the, the perfect tobacco leaf, the perfect fermentation process, the perfect field. It's, it's very complicated to, to take the good, the good stuff for the cigar. And you need, you need to make a lot of uh, mistakes in, in the experiments. <laughs> You, you need to to make good good smokes and bad smokes uh, actually the the most part of the experiment it's a word it's a shit experiment <laughs> okay it's you have to fail uh, before you can succeed <laughs> yeah and, and when you take the the last experiment the best experiment <clears throat> I, I don't feel um, good with, with that. I, I, I need to make better cigar. But right now, in this moment, my, my expertise, my, uh, the, the elements around me, it's the best better to make a good cigar. Uh, the perfect cigar roller, the perfect fields, the perfect uh, aging. Uh, tobacco because I, I try with three years age it, four years age it, five years, actually 10 years age it. But the five years age it, for me, it's the best option for the correct express, expression for the Mexican tobacco. Between uh, four to six years, it's a good, good expression for Negro San Andres. Uh, about the wrapper, for example, the... the Cuchillo Parado, it's a Sumatra wrapper growing in Mexico. And 
I aged uh, this wrapper for three years because the, the wrapper, because it's very tight, uh, don't you don't need uh, to a lot of fermentation, you don't need to a lot of aging, just need to uh, make a good and beautiful uh, wrapper. When you have all elements for make a good cigar, the second interesting part it's uh, find the perfect shape for the cigar. It's because uh, we have five different cigars, five different blends, and in five different shapes. It's it's the reason. Right. Uh, Dan, Dan Thompson's in the comments here too. I, you can probably see this on the screen, but Dan, Dan's trying. Dan's trying to get ahead of ahead of us here. Um, which I, I which I was going to get to. I was it's kind of maybe going a little bit backwards, but. Uh, Dan, Dan said uh, to ask you about where, how and where you learned and that it's a great story. So I will I will let you tell that story. <laughs> okay. Well, <clears throat> um, I, 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 I'm a lawyer, but I need to be happy, to live happy. And I prefer the wine, the whiskey the rum, the tequila, of course, because I'm from Guadalajara, Jalisco, the land of tequila. And when I got to study the red wine sommelier, I'm trying my first cigar uh, 15 years ago, and I'm falling in love uh, in, the, in the tobacco. And my teacher uh, about the sommelier um, told me about the if you like the cigar, if you like the tobacco, you need to go to the land of tobacco. You need to go to Cuba, you need to go to Nicaragua, you need to go to Dominican Republic, you need to go to uh, San Andres. And you need to talk not just with the master blenders, not just with the tobacco shop owners, you need to talk with the people, the growners, the, the vegueros in Cuba. You need to talk with, with uh, the farmers. You need to talk with the people in, in the, in, in the pre-industria, pre the, the people that the takes the all tobaccos in Cuba and the curing process, make a curing process, make a fermentation. And you need to ask a lot of questions. And I go to Cuba. <laughs> I talk with a lot of people. I have uh, right now a lot of, of beautiful and big and bigger uh, masters of tobacco. Uh, and I have uh, expertise and I have a, a, a little uh, because I have a perfect, perfect masters in Cuba, in Nicaragua, in Dominican Republic, in Mexico. And of course, we need to make uh, and to take uh, certifications uh, about in Cuba, in Habano CCA. I take the junior Habano Sommelier, the, the senior Habano Sommelier, and the master Habano Sommelier. Uh, the master Habano Sommelier is the highest certificated Habano CCA in Cuba about the, the Cuban cigars. And, and I'm, I'm looking a lot of certification uh, about uh, tobacco. But I don't, I don't look the, the paper, you know, the, the certificate. I'm looking 
the information, I'm looking at the knowledge. And when I take the certificate, uh, I, I don't have the certificates in the world. You know, I have the certificates in a, in a box, but I, I'm go, I have a lot of boots uh, with, with earth uh, for, for the tobacco, for the tobacco fields, you know, and I, I go in, in uh, several fields in entire Cuba, in some uh, places in, in Nicaragua and make a lot of, of experiments, make a lot of classes with uh, these masters. And right now I have uh, 60 um, certificates, different certificates about the spirits, wine and, and tobacco and marketing and stuff. But I have more masters about certificates. You know, right now, let me ask you a question. So just out of curiosity. So when you go to Cuba and, and, you know, everywhere else and you're, you're learning about the tobaccos and cigar making and all of that, are you, do you tell people, you know, that you're, you're trying to learn so you can make your own cigars or do you sell it out? You do put it off as like, I'm just trying to learn about tobacco because I love the cigars and all that. Uh, and then you just kind of take that knowledge and you come back and you just kind of run with that. Um, cause I know I've talked to some people where it's like, yeah, like when I learned about tobacco, I just kind of did it. Like I was just, you know, like you said, like, I'm just a cigar geek. I'm just really into the information and not because, and I didn't tell anyone it's cause I wanted to make cigars. I just wanted to learn. And then once I learned, I went back and I started making my own cigars <laughs> so they could, they could get I those know. secrets from people. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, if people, if people know you're just trying to get their secrets so you can make your own stuff, they might not tell you as much information. <laughs> I, I know uh, <laughs> it, it sounds very easy, but it's very complicated uh, because w when you go to Cuba uh, for, hey, hello, I'm a cigar aficionado. I need to make uh, some questions about, about the cigars, about the, the process. Okay, uh, welcome. And please take some minutes with, with this group and take a tourist uh tourist uh show in the in the factory on the fields but uh, for my side uh, i have a lot of lucky because uh, when i go to cuba i make um i i know the the cuban rum i'm falling in love in cuban rum mm, very good. and and I take a job with a importer from Mexico, from Cuban Rome to Mexico. And I take a lot of relationship with, with the, the room, uh, room producers in Cuba and these, these uh, people in, in Cuba uh, about the rum uh, take a, in me, me, a meeting with me, a lot of people with the, with the, with the tobacco and this job uh, connecting me with with the importers of uh, Cuban tobaccos in Mexico, and these people uh, offered to me a job about the marketing manager and advocacy in in Habano uh, from Mexico, and this is like a a couple of of, of doors 
open, very big for me about the knowledge in Cuban tobacco. And I, I take everything. Oh, no, he's freezing. And I Uh oh. I think is he back? Uh he's still a little choppy. Oh no. I think we got him back now. You fro you, you froze, froze there for, for like the last minute or so. We, we we lost that last minute of whatever you just said. The last couple of sentences. Yeah, the last couple of sentences we lost you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, th it froze uh, up. You hear me okay right now? Yeah, yes, you're yeah, you're back now, now. yep. Oh, okay. Well um You had said you had said they'd offer you the, a a job. Um and that the marketing would end, and then I lost it after that. Oh, yeah. And I, I take the, the certifications about the senior Abano sommelier and the master Abano sommelier, <clears throat> and the people in, in Abano SSA will uh, take these people, take me and, and leave me in, in the, the fields of tobaccos with the master blenders of, of, of Cuban cigars. And this entire uh, Bible for knowledge in, in the Cuban tobacco. Uh, I take notes, uh, a lot of notes. I, I make a lot of questions. Some people hate me about, about my questions because I ask in a lot uh, about the process, about the, the cigars, about the secrets. And I take a note, you know, but... This is the uh, about the the Cuban tobacco. It's it's very very hard to to go um, in the secrets of, of the factories. It's very yeah. hard. Yeah, especially in Cuba. I mean, they're a little bit more. What's the right word? I I, I want to say, say the word secretive, but protective. Yeah, protective. I would say they're a lot yeah. more protective in Cuba. I mean, they're all. I mean, more or less. Uh, you know, a lot of these other companies are are blenders or cigar makers, tobacco growers. More or less, they all have their secrets they don't want to share. Uh, to an extent, I would say maybe in Cuba it's a little bit more than probably some of the others that are out there. Um, so and in Cuba as a country too, I mean they're they're a little bit more secretive on their whole thing. So I I could see it's a country of secrets. Uh, yes. <laughs> so I could see it in Cuba, especially more than maybe in Nicaragua, the Dominican Republic. Um, so that can be a challenge too. Um, but you know, of course, you you just you take in whatever they do give you, you write it down, you remember it, you you bring that inside, and you keep that knowledge. Um, and you know that's. That's that's amazing though. The f the fact that you went through all that that time and you know you you sought all that out and and learned all the different aspects of those and and you went through the certifications and all that. That's that's at, at the end of the day, it's it's good to have you know that knowledge, the information, and you'll always have that with you and you'll use it you know as you move forward with your own projects. Um, now after that, you know you you start coming into okay the formation of Casa 1910. And I know that you had, you were supposed to have Serge and Jamie with you. At what point, where do you meet them and, and how do they come into this, this, uh, this circle with you? Well, it, it's, it's very <laughs> interesting because, um, Serge and Jamie are, um, 
Swiss, uh, Swiss, Swiss guys, you know. But the Casa 1910 idea uh, burned uh, about uh, two years and a half ago when when Jamie invited me for make a host in the uh, in the tasting with Abanus, okay? And I I'm go at the tasting uh, for the Swiss community who uh, live in Mexico. Uh, in the cigar bar here in, in, in Mexico City, when I know uh, Jamie and talk about when the when the tasting ends, uh, I talk a lot a lot of times with Jamie about the the Mexican tobacco and the maybe uh, the goals the the future goals for the Mexican tobacco the premium. Uh, tobaccos and, and and other topics about that. And the the third person meeting with us it search uh, a few weeks uh, later, and we have a lot of mini, uh, meetings talk about the Mexican tobacco, Nicaraguan tobacco, Dominican Republic and Cuban tobacco, and, and Jamie uh, says me, well. We, we like to, to make a, a good Mexican cigar. What do you think, Manolo? And I say, well, do you like make a good cigar? I need to make a good Mexican cigar. And this, this is a, the first talks ab about, the, about the Casa 1910. But in the beginning, it's not called the Casa 1910. It's just a good Mexican cigar. And, and we we go to to San Andres. We talk uh, with a lot of people. We talk to the farmers. Uh, we talk to the to the owners for the uh, a lot of factories in San Andres. And we we make a lot of experiments with with different people with different tobaccos. But it's it's very lucky for us because the actual factory in the San Andres Valley. It's orange, okay? Okay. When, when Jamie, Serge, and I see the factory, the orange color, and here is, here is the place. Um, we know the people, and, and we talk and talk and talk, and, well, e everything works, you know? The old stuff, it works, and here we are. You know, it's funny that you mentioned the orange because um, like I have one of the bags here, um, the cigar bags, you know, with the, the Casa 1910 on the back. Uh, we have one of the bags here, which – and, and I don't have one of the boxes with me, but I've seen the boxes in person at the show and yeah. stuff like that. Oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah the boxes um, – all the pa all the packaging, but especially the boxes. I mean, that's like the main thing you're going to see on the shelves in the store. Just amazing. Like, you know, that's one thing we don't always talk a lot about is packaging. But, you know, you guys have great packaging. I just want to say that. it's it, it, It's... I, I know love the, a good eye-catching color. The eye-catching yeah. color. The orange pops. You know, when it's on the shelf, it pops. It sticks right out. It catches your eye. Uh, if I remember correctly, the boxes have like a soft touch to them, too. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Like a silky kind of texture to them. Yeah. So it's just, it's a really, it does emit that luxury aspect to it, too. When you, when you have the box and you open it and you see the color, you see the texture of the box, it's a nice material. 
Um, you have the shelf talker right there in the front too. It has the gold embossing. Uh, yeah, I mean, look at that. That is just beautiful. The orange ribbons inside too. Yeah, that is just a great presentation. That's one right, thing I will say. When, when it comes to packaging a presentation, uh, I know it's not the first, or maybe it's not the most important thing, but it, it, it is an important aspect of the whole um, pro product. And it's just what's the one thing about Casa 19? I always remember like orange, 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 whenever I, I think of that name. And it, it, it's, it, it's easily to remember. And I think that it's good for a consumer who they walk into a store, they grab the cigar, they like it, they come back, they forget your name, right? Happens all the time. But do you remember? They, it was orange, orange box. Oh, Casa nineteen ten. Um, you know, it's it's one of those. Th and you know, we've talked about other manufacturers like, um, um, like Crocs. Like Sam yeah. Ventura from Crocs was on a few weeks ago with what they have done with their packaging and the boxes with the with the bright colors, simplistic, very clean. And then the colors, it's easy to remember, which I think is is yeah. also important too from a marketing standpoint when you're trying to get your consumers engaged and try to remember the product too. Um, so just first of all, well, well done with that too. Um, but I didn't, I didn't know that that, that backstory with the, the factory being orange, uh, and that leading to kind of like the inspiration behind the, the theming behind the brand. Well, Jim, Jamie, Serge and I, uh, we have different jobs in, in the, in the brand, in the, in the business. Uh, Jamie, it's more like a financial and economics and the boring stuff. Um, Serge, it's more like a crazy guy with with the with the color, with the the designer, with the little little details and and the marketing. And I in the process and the, about the the production and. A little, a little bit in the, in the other, other, other stuff in the, in the factory, in the, in the business. But um, when, when I take some meetings with the design um, people, we talk about the, the Mexico, the Mexica, the Mexican flag, the, the Mexican Revolution. Uh, we have a, a lot, a lot, a lot of meetings uh, about the name of the brand, about the name of the cigars, about the logo type, about the colors. It's very, very crazy. <laughs> and I don't have the count for, for the meetings with the, with the design people <laughs> about, about the, the, the inspo, but the color orange and the white and the green it's an, an honor for the Mexican flag because the Mexican flag is red, white, and, and green. Mm -hmm. But uh, about the law here in Mexico, we can use the, the original colors for the Mexican flag. Okay, it's totally prohibited. But we need to change the red for, for the orange. It's it's a kind of, of, of red color, the mm -hmm. orange, and it fits perfect with, with the with the brand, with the colors, and, and and all all inspiration for for the brand. And about the logotype, the logotype it's the representation for the Mexican shield for the Mexican flag. 
if you remember the Mexican flag, it's an eagle uh, takes an, an snake in the in the cactus, the nopal, the cactus. And you need to make, I make some zoom for, for the logotype. <laughs> That's cool. That's really well uh, done. That's is... really well done too. <laughs> cool. This is a uh, eagle claw. Right. Takes a, a snake. Okay. But it's like a Mexican flag, but it's like an analogy with a hand takes a cigar with the smoke and, and another um, uh, sophisticated uh, topics uh, about the inspiration. But it's all Mexico, you know, uh, the logotype, the colors, all it's about the, the Mexico. All cigars have uh, Mexican tobacco in the one of two ways. And this is our signature, Mexico, Mexico, Mexico. And the perfect balance with the marketing, with, uh, with uh, good pictures, with uh, good photos, with uh, good social media. But everything is shit if you have a shit cigars, okay? <laughs> you need to make a, a good balance with entire uh, material. Good box, good colors, good cigar. Good right. marketing, good cigars. It's everything. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, as much as, you know, the cigars and the tobaccos you use, you know, you alluded to this already, you know, it's that's important. But in today's society, marketing is a huge part of, of any kind of product, right? So having having your good presentation with your marketing, your colors, your branding, your packaging, and all that uh, is important too. And I really like how you guys have really brought every aspect of the Mexican identity to your brand, um, you know, to represent that, you know, the Mexican brand, Mexican tobaccos, you have, you know, the aspects from the flag and the colors and um, it, it really brings it all together. And I think it's important to really showcase that, highlight that, make sure it's there, it's represented, you know, cigars, you know, a lot of times, you know, we're talking about Nicaragua, the Dominican, Cuba, like you mentioned before, Honduras, um, but Mexico, you know, when it comes to brands, you know, that, that hasn't been a lot of that. So you guys are really, you've taken that and really just stuck it all out there. Like, you know, we are, our identity is a, is a Mexican brand. You know, this is who we are. Uh, and I think that's great. You guys have really, um, it's like a sense of pride, right? You know, you have that, your Mexican pride that you put into your brand and you put it out there, um, to really represent yourselves and your cigars at the same time, which is really nice. Um, one one thing we're gonna do first is we're gonna read our news really quick. So we're gonna take a we're gonna take a pause from you. We're gonna do our news and we're gonna come right back to you. Um, our news sure. one, our news once again is brought to you by McAuliffe Cigars. If you head over to McAuliffeCigars.com today, you can sign up to become an official ambassador. And while you're at it, head over to their Facebook group and join their McAuliffe Ambassadors group. They're one of the best fan bases or followers or whatever you want to call them. Uh, outside of just ambassadors uh, of the cigar world for any brand at McAuliffe Cigars. Uh, this week, CIO will ring in the holiday season with a 12 days box. Now, we're starting to see more and more of the advent calendar kind of thing. Smoke In did it last year. Oliva came out with one. I know Pete Johnson has one. Actually, I think he's he had last year's and he has another one for this year. That are, I think they're both coming out this year. Um, yeah, because there was a delay, I think, right? Yeah, yeah P had a P had an issue. Sorry. Um, P had a, a, 
a delay or something like that. His, his yeah. got pushed back. I don't think they made it for holiday last year, but I, th I think he's still going to ship them. I don't remember exactly on that. I'd have to follow up. But CAO is going to do one. Uh, the 12 Days Box CAO is kicking off the season with an Advent Calendar-inspired box that's filled with a treasure trove of brands highly rated of the of the brands highly rated blends. New for 2022, the CAO 12 Days Box follows the modern Advent Calendar format with a unique gift is hidden behind a door to be opened consecutively for a series of days leading up to the holidays. CAO fans will, who purchase the 12 Cigar Box will receive a dozen Toro-sized smokes each representing the brand's top-selling collections. This will carry a suggested retail price of $108 for the 12-pack, and it will contain one of the following, the MX2 Toro, the Italia Gondola, the Brasilia Samba, American Monument, the Steel Horse Bullneck, the Flathead Camshaft, the Columbia Magdalena, the Pilon Toro, Session Garage, <sighs> Sorry, I'm out of breath there. <laughs> the, I'm trying to do a coupe, trying to say it fast. Uh, Bones, Blind Huey, uh, the Zocalo Toro, and the BX3 Toro. The CAO 12 Days box will ship to retailers this week and will be in select stores starting on or about October 17th. So if you're interested in that, you can head over to your local CAO retailer and you can pick one of those up starting on the 17th. And if you want to read more about that, you can head over to smokingtobacco.com for more information. Um, there's been a lot of other interesting releases from uh, from General that are on there as well. You can read about it. Punch has got one, El Rey del Mundo, and Diesel. It's going to be um, the year of advent calendars. I think so. Calendars. Last year we said that, but I think you're going to see even more this year. I think a lot of them, just due to getting the packaging right, yes. had to be postponed. But I think this year you're going to see a lot more of them. And I'm a huge fan of the wine advent calendar at I, Costco. Again, Costco. <laughs> we said it again. Costco's yep. got a wine one. It's it's nice. It's really nice. Especially if you don't want to open a whole bottle. You can just open like this little small bottle of wine each day. It's great. Yep. All right. Back to Manolo. Going to bring him on here. We're getting towards the end of the show here. Uh, we have a few minutes left. Uh, but no. So, Manolo, so we, we've covered a lot about, you know, the, the origins of the company, the history of the brand, and what you guys already have. Uh, what are you guys working on? Uh, moving forward to to continue to to grow and add to this collection any anything else that's maybe really different from what you have something that's maybe kind of outside of mexican tobaccos or are you going to kind of stick with that the mexican tobaccos and, and more your blends more moving forward well uh, right now we have two different lines uh, the revolutionary edition made in mexico with all mexican tobacco inside and we have the Cabernet edition with three new cigars, the Gilguero, Azeoro, and, and Lucero. It's a blend with Nicaraguan tobacco and Mexican tobacco. And in the main future, we release a new line from, well, it's a, it's a news, very news, but it's the, the new line. It's with a Dominican Republic tobacco, Ooh. other countries tobacco, but our signature, remember, it's Mexican tobacco in all right. cigars. And when when I make a cigar, we need uh, when I make a blend, I need to release to 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 put in in the in the most beautiful part about the cigar, the Mexican tobacco. Uh, I, I need to when when I make a, a blend, I need to to show the flavor for the Mexican tobacco. I make a good play with, with the Dominican Republic tobacco, with the Nicaraguan, from Domin uh, with Nicaraguan tobacco, for example, 
um, I make with the I take the tannins for the Negro San Andres tobacco. Yeah. The, the roasted, the toasted, the the cacao, the coffee beans, and take the volcanic, the mineral uh, flavors with the Nicaraguan tobacco. I make a good blend with that. And with the Dominican Republic, I take other kind of elements for the Dominican Republic tobacco, uh, make a good, good uh, pairing with a Negro San Andres tobacco and another kind of, of Mexican tobaccos for make a different uh, organolective expressions and different uh, suggested pairings with entire cigars. For 2023, uh, we, we have uh, nine different cigars. Right now, we have five different cigars. De Cuchillo Parado, Tierra Blanca, De Gilguero, As de Oro, and De Lucero. For the 2023, we have one new cigar from Mexico, three in total in the Revolutionary Edition, three on Nicaragua uh, line for Cabri Edition, and three new ones with the Dominican Republic, made in Dominican Republic in Santiago de los Caballeros with Mexican tobacco for 2023. Um, it's it's in the news for for us uh, nine cigars for 2023 in total. Wow! And will they be debuting at PCA? Like, when will you be showcasing them next year? Actually, the the new line from Dominican Republic and Mexico uh, we show in the TPE. Okay. Oh, TPE. Okay, so that's coming up. Yeah. Oh, that's coming up. Yeah. So the first part yeah. of the year. Oh, so that's that's soon. Actually, the the people uh, would come to the the event, the Casa 1910 Experience in November this year. Uh, these people try the new ones from Dominican Republic, the new releases. But the official release it's on the TPE. Okay. The the pre release is in November in the Casa 1910 Experience, but the official release is a TPE for 2023. You know, I had, I had talked to, I know you were on the Cigar Coop show, and Coop's a good friend of mine, and we talked a little bit about that. And he had mentioned the Casa 1910 experience. Tell me a little bit more about that. What is, What is the Casa 1910 experience? What what will what people experience during that? Okay. In, in the 18th to 20th of November, actually, the, it's uh, the Revolution Day in Mexico, Okay. Is the official party for for the Mexican Revolution, and for the 18th we have a, a great cocktail, welcome cocktail in the Friday, in the night, the Saturday in the the 19th, it's all day with Mexican experience and workshops. You can make a, a hat, and a special hat. You can make a, a your proper cigar. With with our cigar rollers, you can try the the grado puro. Uh, the grado puro it's a little cigar with a one kind of, of tobacco from Negro San Andres. With the you you can try with the volado, 100% made with volado, 100% made with with the seco and the ligero, and you you can try uh, all different types of Negro San Andres. And 
you can you can see uh, the folklore for Mexico, the dancing, the mariachis, the charreadas. It's like a Mexican cowboys make a, a very great show, and of course music with the mariachis, with the with the uh, from music, musicians from Veracruz uh, take a, a lot of music, Mexican food, of course, good tequila, good cigars, uh, entire Saturday in an amazing uh, hacienda, in an amazing, uh, amazing old house in Mexico City. And on the Sunday for 20th, it's uh, in the morning, a little uh, brunch, with, of course, great food, great cigars, and good cocktails, and good micheladas for hangover. <laughs> you need some micheladas from the, from the hangover. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> the, the all, all experience about Mexico. Mariachi, cigars, tequila, micheladas, and good people, uh, good houses, uh, charros. And... Um, the rest on the Sunday, you can go to to visit. Uh, it's a free time. Uh, you can go to the the Zocalo, uh, the, the downtown in Mexico City. You can go to to the Chapultepec Castle, and well, we have a lot of experience here in Mexico City. Right. And this this is the Casa Nineteen Ten experience. Uh, our goal is make this experience every year in November for for the people for for the world for uh, for Europe from the US from Mexico or our friends for the brand uh, or customers or the final customers is they aficionados and 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 entire people that they love the brand and love smoke and love Mexico. And so, how did and how many people is this open to? Mm, uh, right now, there are hundred uh, people. And how and how do and how do people um if for some if someone wanted to go how would they how would they get into that? Well, uh, uh, our our first uh, Casa Nineteen Ten experience right now it's for the customers, the tobacco shop owners in the Europe and the US and Mexico, oh, okay. uh, cigar influencers, cigar media, and very close uh, people about the brand and investors and, and other, other, other people. So it's more of an but, invitation. Yeah, it okay. is for invitation. The next year, um, or, or, or wishes, it's make the, the Casa 1910 experience most, most bigger for entire people, for entire cigar aficionados in the entire world. But we are a small brand. <laughs> we <Yeah>. are uh, <laughs> baby steps, you know, <laughs> baby steps. Start small and you'll grow it. No, it sounds like a great time. Um, like I said, I, I had heard about it a little bit before in my conversations with, with a couple of other folks. And uh, I, I didn't know a lot about it. But after you explained that, it sounds really cool. Um, something really interesting i think a lot of people would find that really cool it's it's different too i think it's it's different than some of the other stuff that you know goes on in the industry so it's something to definitely look forward to and 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 hopefully it's a success and it does grow and even more people can go to it in the future um it, it sounds amazing uh we are we are running we are running towards the end of the show and we are running out of time um but before we wrap up 
I just wanted to say, first of all, thank you for being here on the show. Um, thank you for the time and coming on and talking about the brand and um, telling us about the cigars and letting us smoke them with you and, and ask our questions and all that. We really appreciate it. And every time we get to, to meet up with you at the trade shows and whatnot, we, we appreciate your time. You guys have always been really nice and great to us. Uh, so I just want to say that first. Just nothing but respect for you guys and really like what you guys are doing. And I look forward to everything else that you guys do in the future. Uh, but before we do wrap up, I just wanted to give you the opportunity to uh, say say something or promote something else or whatever you want to say um, before we close up the show. No, well, uh, thank you. Thank you, guys, for, for the invitation uh, about this show. It's a very pleasure to me to uh, talk about the people and exercise my my English conversation, of course. <laughs> and, and you need to, to come to the Casa 1910 experience. You need to come, okay? Uh, Maria sent you all info about that. Uh, you need to come to uh, Casa 1910 experience. And okay. all people, uh, my uh, invitation for, for you guys, try every cigars in, in your tobacco shops. Try from Mexico, try from Nicaragua, from Honduras, from uh, very strange uh, countries. Try, try and try. It's a lot of people behind every cigar. You need to, to take a, a cigar, you need to take a time, you need to take um, a, a good experience with all cigars. And please try Casa 1910. Follow us in Casa 1910MX, in, in the social media, in Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. And well, this is my invitation. Try new cigars, try Mexico with Casa 1910. And thank you for see this show smoking tobacco thank you thank you manolo thank you very much and everyone at home who's watching and listening thank you very much for being here with us tonight or if you're listening later thank you for downloading the show and as always you can always go to smokingtobacco.com for more news and information from the cigar industry you can find all of our social media links there don't forget to like and subscribe on our youtube channel and everywhere you can get your podcast on all of the podcast apps and this saturday night we'll be back again for another episode of the Spare Notes series with William Cooper. Uh, last week was a great show. If you, or, sorry, two weeks ago. Uh, the, the last Spare Notes episode. That was a great show. That was uh, A lot went down on that show. If you haven't seen it, make sure you check out that episode. And we'll have even more for you this week. So uh, that's going to do it for this week. Yeah. Unless, Nicole, you have anything you want to add. And um, our friends at Apostate are going to be on. That's right. Next week. That's right. Apostate Cigars will be with us next Thursday night. Same time, same place. So don't forget to check out that show. We will be here smoking apostate cigars. We'll talk all about that brand and everything and what they are all about. Our great friends over there. So we look forward to that one. But with that, guys, that's going to do it. We'll see you next week. Take care and Bye. good night. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you for spending your time with us at Smoking Tobacco. Please remember to like and subscribe for more episodes and content. And as always, visit SmokingTobacco.com for news and updates from the cigar industry.